Dylan George with a long pass up to Kobe. Kobe making a move going baseline and on chop and a His first throw touchdown. Last throw, ball intercepted by Woodson, and he's going to walk in the end zone for a touchdown. Charles Woodson, what a play! That one is hit a mile. A majestic shot. To the top of the bleachers out there. And today, um, I mean, I hate to say it, uh, we actually have like a real somewhat of a, a we, we normally start with like a, we normally start with a fake sponsor, right? We'll, we'll pretend that like Uber sponsors us or something like that. But today, plus, we, yeah. we're, today we're sponsored by Odds Jam and I'm not going to do the promo. I'm actually going to have our guest here. Matt goes by Jedi Modi. Follow him on Twitter um, and YouTube and everything like that. Let, let us know what Odds Jam is. Yeah, sure. So it's a, uh, to put it simply, it's basically an odds comparison company that provides to call it simply profitable betting opportunities. So basically a, a, a screen that just gives you a list of bets that have some sort of edge over the sports book. Now, obviously there's a ton that goes into it, but the one minute, 30 second elevator pitch odds comparison company gives you profitable bets. The place makes you money, makes you money betting on sports. Uh, what a way to, what a way to sell that. So, so, okay. <laughs> walk me through it though. Right now, just, sure, yeah. okay. Um, so is it mostly pra- player props? Are you doing point spreads, game outcomes? It's all of the above. It's, it's, oh. it's any two way market. So it doesn't, the, the software right now doesn't work as well with three way markets, like, like, like win, lose, or draw type thing, which is mostly for soccer, but yeah. any, any two way market over or under, um, covers the spread, doesn't cover the spread, uh, wins, losses for money line. Any any market two two way that's on a major sports book is gonna um, we're gonna be able to have some sort of profitable bet or odds for and there there I mean we do have like futures odds on the site just right now in terms of like profitability uh, there's no tool that's like oh here's a profitable futures bet it's just mm-hmm. regular um, yeah futures bets yeah interesting okay so uh, I guess from here I, I I'd, I'd say how did how did how, what do you how did you get to this point you know what i'm saying like how did you get to this point where you're like i think i have an idea um like you you've obviously wagered things before right you've wagered money on game outcomes and stuff like how'd you become a sports gambler yeah sure so the there's a longer story that's not that interesting the, the short story is basically like i've always loved sports and mm-hmm. one of my friends came back from a family thing was like hey my buddy actually like knows this website where you can bet on sports because it wasn't legal i was in virginia at the time it wasn't legal so i was like sure like i'll try it out see if i'm any good turns out i wasn't good at sports betting until i discovered odds jam <laughs> i thought i knew sports turns out it doesn't matter if you know sports it's hard to make money betting on betting on sports even many if you such know cases it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah um yeah say, say that again oh yeah many such cases of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 
but yeah, I mean, like I had like a Twitter account where I was like giving out bets and stuff. And then I, my background, non-sports related, I was like, I was a data analyst in my previous job. So like Oddsham software is very data math oriented. So as soon as I discovered Oddsham, it just clicked. Like it made, it made a ton of sense to me. So since I've been using Oddsham, it's, it's been going incredibly. Uh, I started in like, like basically the beginning of football season last year, September of 21. I've been using Oddsjam. Started with a lower bankroll and I've worked my way up uh, to like a larger bankroll now. And yeah, I mean, the math, the data-driven focus is what kind of speaks to me. And it takes a lot of like part and emotion and based like feel and trends out of betting, right. which is generally not a profitable betting venture. So that's kind of- <laughs> No, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it are sure you, isn't. Are you at the point now where their books are limiting your your place oh, yeah. and your maximum? Right. That's that's when you know you got it for sure. But, yeah. yeah. The yeah. annoying thing is they don't necessarily limit based on like how much money you've made. It's how often the bets that you're placing end up like beating the closing line. So like, yeah. if I don't know if that, like if I bet the Eagles minus six and they close at minus eight, they're going to say, Oh, this guy's sharp. And if you do that more often than not, mm-hmm. they're going to limit you. Even if you're not, you don't even have to be profitable. Yeah. 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 Well, and that, and that speaks to like early betting. Everybody I know will talk about, you know, bet that line the minute after, you know, Sunday night football, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, if you if you think that obviously this year, you know, even with use your Eagles as an example, uh, if Gardner Minshew's starting, that's different. You know, you don't know if, about Jalen Hurts' week of practice and, and things like that. That can sway. That can push the line two to three points, probably, I would say. And yeah. uh, um, and point total and every and everything like that. So how does it account for things like that? You know, like or. Unfortunately, uh, just, you can't. Yeah. I mean, like, whenever that injury news dropped, like Tuesday morning, the Eagles were one point underdogs. Over the course of the day, it went from like one to three, and I think it settled at like six. So, like, the books had no idea about that as well. So, if they, if you had hopped on the Cowboys, then you'd have gotten a great deal, and the opposite would have been the case for the Eagles. So, unfortunately, there, there's really no way you can account for that. Um, it's just kind of the kind of things that just kind of like injuries and stuff you can't yeah. account for. You really can only act on the information that you have at hand. The only thing I'll say is like a potential injury or weather, that stuff's all baked into the odds. Mm-hmm. Like the week of Christmas when the weather was insane for like, yeah. I don't know, 80% of the games, like the over under for the Browns, um, it was Browns and they played uh, the Saints, I think, Browns, mm-hmm. Saints. The total was at like 31 or something absurdly low. So they factored in the fact that the weather was going to be horrible. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've always, I've always overestimated weather. Like every time I, every time I think it's always going to be snowing, you know, and then, and then it's like, well, they, okay, but that team plays at home in the snow. Like they've played yeah. there, you know, then these guys, you know, are from the big, half these guys are from the big 10 or like, you know, and then played college in the snow. I've always overestimated unless there's like, that that Monday night game of like Bills and Patriots from I must have been last year, or the year before. Last year, yeah. Like that. yeah, that's like the only time I've really seen like just absolute like weather just tanking the game. And I was on yeah. the right side of that. Pat's money line, not to brag, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, not not to brag. Yeah, the uh, the thing that factors the most into the total is actually wind, not rain. Unless it's like a total, like mm-hmm. the the I think it was Week One, the Bears 49ers game that was like a complete monsoon. Yeah, yep. Um, but in terms of like normal normal rain normal snow it's actually wind that has the biggest impact on the total interesting yeah okay so we're gonna get to uh some of your you know some some of the things you like for this weekend that's that's what people are gonna gonna pay to hear um but right now i want to talk about uh you as a sports fan because this is uh 
this is always fun to hear, you know, that a lot of times, like for me, I, I'm a, I'm a Raider fan. So I'm a scorned gambler. Like gambling's how I, gambling's how I continue watching football. Uh, yeah, sometimes to maybe, sometimes maybe get joy out of the sport at times <laughs> and uh, rather than just pure misery. But uh, now uh, you're, you're, coach is uh nick sirianni he appears to be doing a good job uh do you have any choice words for a chip kelly at all i was hoping we could uh get into that i mean that guy's yeah. a total total loser comes in the NFL, <laughs> doesn't adjust in the slightest completely rips the eagles roster apart cuts the sean jackson for no reason trades uh, LaShawn mccoy for a uh, linebacker coming off a torn acl trades nick Foles and a second round pick for sam bradford oh yeah yeah, I got a lot of choice words for Chip Kelly, but I, hey, a couple years later, guys, get the fuck over yeah. it! My God, it's been ten years. Yeah. Yeah. He actually made the Eagles interesting and gave them the idea of the RPO that fucking made Nick Foles a quarterback that eventually won a Super Bowl. He groomed Nick Foles into being a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. give the man some lot. credit. That's giving him too much credit. Give him I mean, a little <laughs> bit of credit. No saying, one's saying that he's no one's saying he's a good GM. No one's saying that he should have been made like emperor of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But he at wanted least, to be. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to. He thought obviously <laughs> he ran he, for it. Yeah, he ran <laughs> yeah. for it. He they gave him they gave him the shot. They it, it didn't work out. Whatever. But at least he like at, he did actually inject them with the uh, uh, with the seed of uh, uh, innovative offense that they that fucking Doug. What's his name? Basically, Peter, Peterson, yeah. Peterson. Peterson adopted for, you know, for that Super Bowl team. I mean, no. that everyone was saying it at the time, right? You're 100% correct. He, he did a lot of innovative things in 2012, Aaron, in 2014, when he became head coach of the Eagles. And, I mean, he, like, brought analytics to the Eagles. He, like, totally built up their analytics staff, which wasn't a thing before he was there. But, I mean, you got to change with the times. He didn't update his, his fast-paced offense well, yeah, it's so- hard to change that fast. I mean, I will say that I don't know if you've been paying attention to UCLA's offense. Now I'm a big UCLA fan. That's my. Uh, I told him I, to say something. I, we, I, this is all planned. This coordinated attack yeah. right now. That's my <laughs> tragic. It's okay. It's fine. It's uh, this is these these ambushes. I'm used to uh, as as someone who watches. Usually, it's by watching UCLA football <laughs> ambush me by blowing a big yeah. fucking lead at the end of a game that they should have they should have a 98 percent expectancy to win. Um, but he has actually his offense now is is innovative again. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but like literally there was a, um, and I saw it happening early and like a lot of UCLA fans were like, why isn't he running the uh, Oregon blur in 20, you know, 10 years later. And I'm like, well, just give this a chance. He's it's completely different now. I mean, at least it's, it's very different. Um, And there was a stat where they measured running schemes in college football in an along a graph. And the measurement was so along the I don't know how to describe the axis. I can send the image, but it's kind of it's really telling on one on one axis, on one grid. It's how many yards before first contact. And then on the other, it's how many yards after contact. And so this is a way of measuring the schemes of each college team and UCLA on the how many yards before contact is like a mile to the right of everyone else in college football. It, at like three and a half yards before contact, like the running scheme is by far the most, by far the best in college football right now. I think that if they actually have an accurate thrower, unlike DTR has been for five years, despite some flashes of excellence, it would turn take the offense overall to a really unstoppable level. But we'll see if this new guy they this they got this major recruit, and we'll see if it happens. It's been a long, 
Guys, it's 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 painful being me. What can I say? But, <laughs> yeah, but keep say. an eye on his offense at UCLA if you're interested in. I haven't uh, I haven't followed him a ton. I'll, I'll be honest. All I know is that when he first got there, there was a lot of rough years. The first oh yeah, years. it's been that's when that's when it was fresh. Like that, my hatred for Chip Kelly yeah. was was fresh yeah. at that point. So I I did follow it closely then. I know he's gotten better as as the years have gone on, but. Yeah, yeah. his scheme is fun. He's also developed – like, he was doing a lot of experimentation those first few years for tight ends. I know he did some of that in Philadelphia <laughs> with success. But, like, he was doing – he was, like, rolling out a zillion different formations, some of which were absolute disasters. I think he's kind of figured out his new system completely now. I mean, it, it's been a top-10 offense two years in a row. And I think it's going to get better even without – even with the, a true freshman quarterback because he seems really talented. So just keep an eye on for the sake of uh, – your Chip Kelly, uh, you know, a little uh, just just to, you know, out of curiosity, it's actually kind of interesting to watch. Okay, Next yeah, year. I'll keep an eye out. I do think, I mean, a lot of that roster that won the Super Bowl was thanks to Chip Kelly, Lane Johnson being the biggest one. Mm-hmm. So I think we, Philly does owe him a little bit, but he, he will never get any any one no. second of credit in Philadelphia. It's, it's just it's Philly, it's a tough town. And speaking of Philly, are you worried that the Eagles are maybe too good? <laughs> I, <laughs> the first part of your question, I I am worried. I'm not worried because I think they're too good. Uh, the Jalen Hurts injury is concerning when mm-hmm. your quarterback's his throwing shoulder. Um, I thought that he would have played against the Saints if that game mattered. But now, after what they've talked about since he played on Sunday against the Giants, I'm kind of walking that back a little bit. I, I think he was more hurt than yeah, he, he initially let on and that the team initially let on. So if he's healthy, they should go to the Super Bowl. Like, you're telling me Brock Purdy is your? I mean, Forty Nine is incredible. <laughs> Dude, but. don't they? They have this weird thing though. The Niners have this weird thing where all of a sudden they just show up and you're like, "That's this isn't what is this?" And then I mean, they, they just won. they just they blow you off the ball and just like like get in your face and just spit on you and you're like, "This okay? Well, why are we down thirty eight <laughs> to ten right now?" Like, yeah, no, they, they're incredible, incredible team, best defense in football, amazing skill position, really good coaching. Everything about that team's incredible. But if you can't beat Brock Purdy in your home stadium to go to the Super Bowl, then then you were never good enough. I, I agree. I just, I like this year, I know they've run into adversity just only because of the Jalen Hurts injury, but I, I guess my one thing would be like, were they tested? You know, like, was it just that like, you know, you can, it's good to win every game, trust me, but like, <laughs> They, they always just seem like they just won every game and were like leading in every quarter. Maybe let the lead get a little, uh, you know, I had trouble with them covering sometimes. But, yeah. uh, you know, like there there was sometimes that would happen. And I always like fear that where I look at a team like uh, the, the Minnesota where everyone wants to clown Minnesota. But I'm like, yeah, but Minnesota's won a bunch of one score games. So yeah, that's. I don't, I, I, yeah, I, I guess you see what I'm saying. Like I like yeah. the one core game thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a fallacy. Like the data shows that winning a, a bunch of close games doesn't necessarily um, like give you any right. better trends moving forward. Like the, the teams that historically perform the best are the teams that have the best point differential. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can glean more from a team blowing out opponents than you can winning close games. Like, do I think the Eagles are better off because they beat the snot out of teams every week pretty much? or the Vikings are better off because they won every game on a last second field goal. Like to me, I think it's the, it's the former, it's the Eagles part of it. And to your point about like them not being tested, the best teams they played, they played the Vikings, they beat the crap out of them. Then the really unfortunate part is both Cowboys matchups featured a backup quarterback. They beat Mm. Cooper Rush back in week five or six. Then Dak Prescott beat Gardner Minshew back in week 15 or 16 or whatever. And that was the three hardest games, games on their schedule. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think 
them not being tested is legit, but I, I'm not necessarily sure I buy like, well, did they blow teams out too much? So are they not prepared? Because yeah, I mean like getting out to a, a first half lead is the most, is like the most important thing you can do in terms of winning. And that's how their defense is built. Like they got a great secondary, they got a good uh, pass rush. So if te- they're built to play from ahead. Yeah. So you see why I need odds jam, right? Cause I'm already thinking about teams that are too good. Uh, we, uh, you see why I need that now. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry, is that promo code up? Can we, can we tease that? Is that, is that, Oh uh, yeah. Rare candy. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, can, so what happens there? You start an account. How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So if you sign up for any, any account on odd jam, there's a bunch of different plans that we have. You use the promo code rare candy, you get 20% off a monthly subscription, any subscriptions we have for the real degenerates, our platinum plan. Um, <laughs> Nice. And then for like the people that are the lower bankroll, don't bet as much. Uh, I think our plus plan, I think is like 50 bucks a month. I can't remember the exact pricing, but um, ton, tons of options. You can also just subscribe to our picks plan. You don't want to deal with all the data, Matthew. You just want to get emailed picks. I think they're up like um, 26 units since we started doing it at the beginning of November, I believe. So that's been going pretty well. So yeah, tons of options for people to sign up. But regardless, the promo code Rare Candy twenty percent off a monthly subscription. Yeah, and of course, you know it's not just limited to football, right? No, there's tennis. I mean, I you'd be the more profitable sports are the ones that get less action. Yeah, because it's really like the the lines you can find are really valuable. So like over the summer, I made a killing off the WNBA. I never thought I would find myself course, a diehard yeah. WNBA fan. That's that's how you know you got your real degenerate when you're like, well, I got to see if the sky covered tonight. I can't go out to dinner. <laughs> We've got a guy in the group chat that would would be your friend from based on that comment right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. he's 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 all in. I mean, and he's like yeah. a bleeding heart fan. Yeah, and the, he'll still gamble, but like I even think if he was never allowed to gamble again, he'd still be you know glued to the TV uh, watching the Sparks yeah. or whatever. Or, yeah. oh, I don't know what what is the Minnesota team called? Minnesota Lynx. The Lynx. That's right. Yeah. How could I, how could I forget? But I liked the, uh, uh, I liked Alex's thread today. Alex, the founder of Odds Jam. Monahan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was talking about why you shouldn't bet football or why you shouldn't only bet football, and he had like good ten good reasons. He's hundred percent percent right. Yeah, they're all because you're, you know, you're probably a football fan, right? Mm. Probably like because everyone's watching football, the spreads are really tight, everything's really laser focused, you know. Now that won't stop us, but I mean, you know, it was a good point. Yeah. The tennis seems I I've seen a lot of profitable tennis plays and tennis betters. Yeah. I I I mean, like yeah. the best part about betting tennis is the games are played overnight. So I just wake up like, oh, I just made whatever, six nice. bucks last night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, you know, you use, you want to lean on data a lot. I I understand that. I mean, if, I mean, facts are facts, they're up, you know, 26 unit, as you said. Um, Is there times though, where you're just like, I got to, I got to do like a, I got a dumb idea and I have to place the bet. (laughs) Um, Alex, if you're listening, please just cut out this part. Um, (laughs) There are some times where I just want to lock in a totally square money line parlay. Like, yeah, the four there's in my mind, and this is not uh, this is not best practices. There is no, no, no scenario no. in which the Bills, 49ers, or Bengals lose. I just I, I cannot foresee that scenario. So parlay them together. I think it was like minus 108 odds mm-hmm. or something. So you get a pretty decent price. Is that the best practice? No. But is there no way that those three teams lose? Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's going to be three heavy favorites. I mean, you know, presumably three heavy favorites and you're going to get value by, you know, if you took those individually, I mean, you're going to not really make anything. It's just going to be a, you know, get off the schneid kind of bet, maybe win one if you're cold. But if you parlay, I mean, I, I, I think that makes sense to me. Now, why is that bad though? 
Yeah, it's just like it's not necessarily upsets happen all the time. Essentially, mm-hmm. like who would have thought that the Commanders would beat the crap out of the um, Cowboys this past week? You That's know what right. I mean? Like the Eagles lost at home, like nine point favorites to the Commanders back whenever they will have their first loss. Yeah. So it's just because upsets happen. And um, Bengals like are for, playing a division game as well, so it's like yeah, a division Lamar, playoff game. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson might be back. I don't think he will be, but he might be back. So there's always always some weirdness there, and they just played last week, so there's going to be some weirdness there. But yeah, I mean like. I think the, the the reasoning is if you bet minus 900 odds, you could win 20% of your bets and be broke. And that's really what it comes down to. Like you have to win or sorry, you could win um, 80% of your bets and be broke. Sorry. Um, so it's just, it's just not a profitable venture long-term. Whereas like you could bet plus 900 odds, which nine to one, and you win 20% of your bets and, and you're retiring early because that's such a profitable thing. So I think, I think it's hard. And it was hard for me for people to get past like, well, why would I place this bet if it's not likely to hit? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, did you think TCU was going to beat Michigan? Did you think the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl last year? Like upsets happen all the time. A lot. And, mm-hmm. and you don't need to win. And if you bet those types of plays, you could, like I said, win 20, 30, 40% of the time and be profitable. So I always tell those people, like, well, if you want to win 100% of your bets, just bet Alabama money line every single week and you'll yeah. lose three and you'll lose money over the course of the season. But if that's what you want, then then go. I'm, of course, yeah. Georgia just ran the table, but that's that's rare. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I remember last year, actually, I had this I had this bet. It was on the last week of the season and it actually helped me. It, I, I can't remember the exact legs that, that it was, but I know I, I needed the Raiders to make the playoffs. And people will remember that the Raiders uh, beat the oh, Chargers yeah. in this crazy, you know, insane game where the Chargers wanted to tie because they're the Chargers. And that's <laughs> the, only, the only reason they exist is for that for them to tie and everybody to have orange slices after the game but the the i i bet the two games that the raiders needed to get in the money line it was uh it was yeah it was uh uh carson wentz led colts were big favorites over the uh jaguars who which they never should have been because the jaguars owned them like especially in that venue i believe when it's when it was at uh jacksonville Mm -hmm. and then uh, i believe it was pittsburgh was another one and i don't know who they were playing i think it was i might have been baltimore but i can't remember who they were playing yeah i don't remember i remember of course i i mean carson wentz and chip kelly in the same sentence as terms of philadelphia hatred um so i remember that that jaguars one but i don't yeah i don't remember the steelers no it was something it was something like that and i and i hit it and it was like they were it was a big payout i mean it ended up being like plus 1100 or something because it was just it was just nuts and uh like that kind of stuff can happen and when you ride on the on the favorites because like even for me betting i love i i feel like i'm addicted to betting the the uh upset is like my problem like you know like i feel like that is my problem i mean i so i did me and before i was with ajay me and a buddy would do like four picks for each nfl and each nfl slate a lock an underdog a game prop and a player prop the most profitable um one of those categories the entire year was the underdog and we had a losing record our lock and this was back when i didn't know what the hell i was doing so i was like yeah i think the colts at minus 1300 are a lock it's like well that's really helpful analysis matt (laughs) so our lock was like 12 and 4 or 12 and 5 or whatever on the season our underdog was like i forget the exact numbers but was like by far the most profitable profitable yeah Mm -hmm. turns out if you're betting plus money you don't have to win as often to still make money mm-hmm. also i i mean you know in my brain winning more 
it's always about like for me it's always about winning than it is making money just be, just in a in a sense that like i want to watch because i because I, I love football now that's why i think i should switch off of football to other sports because i don't care i don't need to watch the sport you know because football it's like i want to watch 12 games that i won and have four that i lost that's a great saturday that's a great sunday for me that's yeah. that's uh this and that and you're you know th- th- that's that's my problem that's my problem with a lot of economic things in life unfortunately but you know the that's neither here nor there but <laughs> i i through the psychology of it it's like yeah going you know going five and seven on underdog bets i mean you're, you killed it you know like, i know you, you killed it psychologically it's it's the hardest thing and i think like Something that I love doing during March Madness, I just blindly put 10 bucks on every single underdog. That's a cool and strategy. You get one 15 seed, which happened. St. Peter's had a huge run. They were kings of March Madness. You get one 15 seed to upset, and you're probably funding that entire um, like amount of money that you put together to yeah. bet on the underdogs. And I mean, maybe four win, but that's all you need. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting because like you could be if you're watching it with your friends who are just casual, like make bets at work kind of guys, yeah. you know, they're probably just like, man, you suck. <laughs> you know, like, 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 yeah. like man, you stink at this. So Although it, it is very fun to root for underdogs in March Madness. I'm just yeah, sure that, everybody knows. That's an enhancement bet. I mean, yeah. really, because yeah, like, no, you know, for, for sure. Was it Saint? Who was it last year? Saint, Saint uh, Peter's. Saint Peter's. Yeah. I remember being on on one side of that where they were. I believe it was their second round matchup. I was actually in Nevada for that oh, at a sports book. It was their second round matchup. Don't remember they were playing. They were down like they were like probably not. They were plus nine, I think. I just took them to uh, I took them to cover, and it was like and they won by like ten, dude. It was just yeah. like it was like not even, it was just a joke. Like I think it was the, Murray was, State. I believe Murray State. I believe, damn man. How do you okay the encyclopedic memory? I mean, how does yeah, that do you it. have it all? Do you have it logged down or is this just off the cuff? Off the cuff. I gotta. Ninety <laughs> percent um, of my life, I can't remember anything when it comes to stuff that I yeah. care about, which is pretty much just sports. I will remember everything. I could I could tell you stuff about the Eagles season from two thousand five that no human being should have memorized. What ha- what happened? In was, the year, was the year after the Super Bowl um, when they sent To home after like five games? He got suspended for the rest of the season, and they had a bad year. Long story short, I think that's the year uh, McNabb tore his ACL. Oh yeah, totally. Interesting. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. It's like you have a your brain's a cloud storage, man. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, if I just have like filled that's with cl- just like that's with batting averages from like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. I, it's my, yeah. It's my it's dad. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just random stuff like that. Well, and yeah, what what we're before we get to your before we get to some some maybe some picks for the weekend or something, uh, what would you who are your basketball who's like who are you are you a fan of any other like sport? Like, yeah, so like teams, you have teams in any other sport? Like, yeah, I'm a Philly that. guy through and through. Uh, Eagles okay. are the most Eagles are the most passionate. Then it's the right. Sixers. I got a Sixers jacket behind me. Um, the Phillies, I I mean, for 10 years, it was really hard to be a Phillies fan. This mm-hmm. past postseason run was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then the Flyers, if they're in the playoffs, maybe I'll watch an important game, but I'm not a big hockey guy. And then for college, I'm uh, I like UNC basketball. My dad, my dad went to UNC, so I just kind of root for them. Interesting. And there, you know, UNC always makes it interesting. I mean, even when they're a low seed in the, uh, yeah. or in the, in the tournament, they, they're still, you know, classic rebounding school and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm A's Raiders Warriors, man. I mean, for, for, for a while, it was really bad. Like, like <laughs> it was, if you were, I mean, the A's were always like competitive, but it was just, you knew they were never going to win. It was always just like kind of, yeah, you, know, you got the, the Billy B money ball. Yeah, stuff, which exactly. Sure was fun. 
it, it's always fun. It was a guaranteed first round exit every year, but in, <laughs> but in baseball, that's the best sport to be guaranteed your first round exit because it's a long season of winning still, you know, yeah. like I'm just like you get, you know, Saturday afternoon after Saturday afternoon is really still really nice, you know, and then you just dread the, the Tigers matchup or the Twins matchup that you're going to face. And um, and then, you know, with the Raiders, I mean, got just tire fire, absolute, you know, just ridiculous shit show, which just happens yeah. to be my favorite one, you know, happens that's to tough. be the one. It's the one that I need to win. You know, it's yeah. the one that like that I have to do. And it's funny because the Warriors, I've been a fan my whole life. I just didn't care as much. So when they were winning, I'm like, this is so great. They won. But I didn't get that ecstatic. Like, I mean, look, 2017, when the Eagles win, you're probably you probably lost your fucking mind. Right? Oh, I was I was at the Super Bowl with my mom and I cried. Oh, when, shit. Like, you no were there. joke. No joke. I was there. And was I was that and, Arizona. Was that in Arizona? No, it was uh, Minneapolis. Oh, oh this, right. this year it's in um, it's yeah. in Arizona. That's right. Well, Glenn, you hammered the money line on that, right? That was the, yes, yeah, yeah. I had the my that, and that was my good, biggest bet ever. That was my that you. was the, the largest amount of of uh, units I've ever put on uh, on uh, on a game. Was just I was like, I just remember like I, my my thought. I don't think this is a odds jam approved uh, way <laughs> of uh, thinking here, but I remember thinking I was like, Tom Brady. If you if a good quarterback is playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And I, when I say good, I just mean, yeah, Brady just is like, I we're going to win. We, you're, you're toast. But when it's just like the Eli Manning, you know, the, the, the Nick Foles, of course, I'm just like, yeah, something about something about this Philly team. It's it's going to work. And I was just like, whatever. And we, and, and my friend covered the other half of the bet too. So, but it's still even my portion of the bet was still the biggest I'd ever placed. And, uh, uh it was That's unbelievable, awesome. man. And Nick, Nick Foles looked like Nick Foles looked like prime, like Peyton Manning. He was in command. Oh. It was just, it was the crazy Derek Barnett strip sack. I remember thinking, I said, I won when that yeah. happened. I mean, it's funny looking back because you think like when Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, he he had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So people are gonna look back on history like, oh, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl because that Eagles team was good. Yes, but Nick Foles put up one of the best performances a quarterback has ever put up in back to back weeks in the championship game and in the Super Bowl. It was. I mean, that guy's career, there's got to gotta be a 30 for 30 about it because just what a remarkable career. It's the craziest thing. I, and I, I and even I think uh, I think it was the race since you brought up Trent Dilfer. I, this is so off topic, but you brought up Trent Dilfer, the Ravens. I, I just learned this the other day and I, I guess I remember it in real time, but it's just it's crazy thinking about it right now. The Ravens, the year they won the Super Bowl, had five straight games without a touchdown. Yeah, that's insane. They're, it's like one of the best defenses of all time. Like the Ray Lewis, <laughs> yeah. Tony Siragusa. I think I think Ed Reed. I'm not 100 percent sure about. He might have been a rookie. Yeah, he might have been a rookie but, at that yeah, time. I mean, that was Ray Lewis's last year. Yeah, they had Rod Woodson on their team. Like it no, was his first like, Ray, Ray Lewis's first Super. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was a, his last season. I was when they beat uh, the Niners. I think Niners, right. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, okay. similar quarterback going on an insane playoff run. Joe Flacco was lights out that entire playoffs. <laughs> Has been awful unbelievable. Since. Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. He he basically had a Nick Foles, although although he didn't come from nowhere like Nick Foles. Yeah. Like Flacco was a high draft pick. You know, he, he had had successful seasons in the NFL um, as, as a starter. And um, well, I, I guess it's time to get to uh, this weekend uh, coming up.